Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you again today. Well, we're in the middle of a beautiful New Jersey summer right now. I absolutely love it. I've got to tell you, though, my travel schedule has been absolutely insane. You know, lately, every week for the past seven weeks, I've either been on a plane or a train to a different conference to speak at. So, uh, it's, it's, it's been crazy. You know, while I absolutely love positively impacting lives... I got to be honest. Um, I am sure happy to be a homebody right about now, and, and it doesn't look like I'm going anywhere for the for the uh, immediate future. So I'm pretty excited. In any case, you know when I looked at my calendar this morning, I was super excited as I usually am in the mornings that I get the opportunity to share some time with people who I feel are really smart and really good at relaying that wisdom to others. Now, in my search to continually bring both interesting as well as super beneficial guests, today's show is right on par. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who plays the game full out and someone who's been there and done that. And, most importantly, has the chops to help others successfully follow in her footsteps. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind groups, or through Powerful Words Character Development, All-Star Cheer Sites, or Dance Sites Done Right, you know how much I focus on the importance of prospecting as well as following up all the time, right? Well, the show is going to help us do just that. So, today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable info to help you succeed, as well as a fun way to deliver it. So, I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. Because let's face it, folks, we only get one trip around. Let's make sure it's a hell of a ride. All right, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your kid, your dog, anything, anything that's going to possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and that's my guarantee. I don't want you to miss one second of it. So before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Our guest today is Jolene Moody. She's an expert in breaking into the world of paid speaking and entrepreneurship. Jolene is a former TV reporter and anchor turned transformational speaker, author, and business consultant. She practices the art of being brave and kicking fear in the face. I love that. This after struggling with addiction, two devastating losses through death, and absolute self-loathing. Jolene works with entrepreneurs to help guide them to a place where they can incorporate their purpose-driven message to write kick-butt presentations and book speaking gigs that generate cash and high-paying clients awesome. Can't wait. Jolene, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Hi, Jason. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, the pleasure is mine. Now, listen, before we get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of either meeting you, hearing you speak, or reading your books, take a minute, if you would. Share your story with our listeners. You know, what are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Jolene Moody? Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> I am a woman who um, recently, well, recently, it was five years ago, discovered that um, I was very unhappy with my life because I was doing things that I didn't enjoy. So I worked as a television reporter and as an anchor, like you mentioned, but I did not love it. 
I was merely existing. And I thought, there's got to be more because there's so many people out there that are going after that more. How are they doing it? What are they doing differently? And what do I need to know? So I did something very bold. I quit my job. I put in a five-week notice. And I pretty much told my husband, I want to be a speaker. I want to help people follow their passions, whatever they may be, while I'm on the journey to follow mine. And that's exactly how I began. I began solely as a speaker, and I would speak to, frankly, anybody that would listen to me. So I'd go into the basements of churches. I would speak to rotary clubs. And every time I spoke, I got better and better and better. And then I decided, I thought, you know what? I want to be able to teach people. How can I do that in a way that can bring me value and bring them value as well? So I became certified as a strategic interventionalist which is basically someone who helps people with interpersonal conflict. And that morphed into what I do now. And what I am now is a client closing expert, a business coach, and a speaker. And my mission is to work with entrepreneurs that are growing their business and trying to find ways to get out there and expose themselves more, increase their clientele, and increase their profitability. And it is so fulfilling, Jason. I'm seeing people who have these dreams and passions who are stuck in so many ways because they know what the next step is and it's not their fault I was in that place where I think in my first year of business I made $8,000 and I couldn't figure out how to monetize on it so I did a lot of stumbling and crawling in the dark and actually ended up hiring my own coach a few years back to help me and I love it I mean I just love helping people break through fabulous 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 uh -huh. well you know you you bring up a couple really, well, you bring up a lot of important points, but, you know, when you talk about prospecting and closing, um, I really want to kind of hone in on that today because, as I think we discussed earlier, you know, many of my listeners come from the after-school activity world, so whether they own a martial arts academy, a dance studio, a cheer gym, what have you, um, so many of them, when I talk to them, like, you know, gosh, I love doing the thing, it's the whole business of the thing that I'm not necessarily great at. <laughs> and as I'm sure you've heard a bazillion times, well, I don't want to be a salesperson. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to be the the expert thinger. You know, so let, let's let's dive into this. You know, what what would you say? What is prospecting, and you know, why is it such an important tool in sales? Yeah, this is such a fantastic question. Um, to begin with, if you are a business owner, whether you like it or not. Selling is part of it. And those that I work with, it's actually, I, I like to call it a service-driven authority. Because selling is icky. Selling is yucky. And basically, when you're out there and you have something you want to share with somebody, if someone has this amazing gymnastic studio and they just know that all of these children, even adults, could benefit, it's within their integrity to share it. So that's where prospecting comes in. And a lot of times when we use words like sales and prospecting, it scares us. So, I mean, I'm using them because it's what we're familiar with. But getting out there to fill your studio with people that need you, part of the gig is going out there and finding people because we're under this um, misconception that, well, if I build it, they will come. <laughs> and to a degree, they will. But if you're waiting for everyone to show up and you just want to do the creative end of things, you've got to decide one of two things. One, you've got to find someone that's really, really, really good at something and hire them. Or two, you have to bite the bullet and do it yourself. And I know people that resist this piece like crazy, Jason. And typically, wherever you're resisting is exactly where you have to pick up, and that's where you need to have breakthrough. So... 
prospecting, for example, one of the greatest ways that I've discovered how to do it, and it's funny, I started as a speaker and then morphed into a coach and a speaker. If you are, if you put yourself in a room with the right message, you are putting yourself in front of so many people that need you. And there's lots of different ways you can do that. And I mean, I can throw the word marketing in there and people will groan. Oh, but I am marketing. I'm doing whatever I can. Marketing doesn't come with, um, with a degree of um, probability that's always going to work in your favor. It doesn't always work. You know, there's things you can do and a million people will show up. There's things you can do and five people will show up. The key, the bottom line, is that you continue to go out there and do it knowing that there's people out there that need you. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. You know, when, when I think about, you know, my own journey in, in, in owning a school, I did that for 17 years, you know, the prospecting thing was always always the the big sticker for me yeah you know, because again you know just as, as what you said you know I don't want to do that I want to I want to I want to have the other position so <laughs> yeah. unfortunately you know if you want to be successful you you need to do what all the unsuccessful people don't do right so all right so entrepreneurs are usually so afraid of the follow-up as well you know clearly I've always found that the the magic is in the follow-up but why do you feel like the follow-up is so important to succeed in, in sales Oh, there's, there's a couple different dynamics. And if I can give a scenario for your listeners that would work really well, and you know you've been in this business for a long time, that when you are in a place where you can talk to multiple people, whether you go into a school and there's something you can work out with the school so you can produce or put yourself up in front of all of these people, if you don't follow up to have a conversation with them, you're putting yourself right back at zero. And there's two ways that I recommend this be done. Let's let's create a scenario and say that you have gotten permission from a particular elementary school or middle school to bring your service in there so they can um, people can learn about different after-school activities, whatever, and you're in front of different parents and kids that are excited about it. Two things that I recommend. One, anytime you talk about a program that can shift people's lives, and let's face it, these kinds of activities genuinely shift lives. They build the creativity within children that our current education system doesn't allow us to so much show up with anymore. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And that's not a criticism. It's just the way things are un unrolling. So these kinds of programs are crucial. I know that I don't know where I'd be without my daughter being involved in them myself. It helps her just, I, I just see so many ideas explode from her. Just from doing these different things, whether it's running around kicking a soccer ball, swinging on a bar, or even showing up to do a show with the school. It gets the creative juices flowing. And these are the kinds of things that you have to implement into your talk to fire up not just the kids, but the parents. And while you're in that space with them, and that energy is high, that's when you need to start closing people. So instead of just saying, hey, give us a call if you're interested, no. Because I'll tell you, the percentage of people calling you is very, very low. And not because they hate it or they don't love it. It's just not something that's at the top of their mind. As soon as they walk out their door, that door, the energy level of what they've experienced has dropped. Their intentions may be good, but life catches up with them. So I recommend, you know, whoever is part of your studio, bring volunteers on board. Get three or four people so that at the end of your talk, you can put some sort of offer out there and get people to come down off those bleachers and start talking with you and sign them right there. Have them give you um, a credit card to sign a portion of it. It's crucial. Again, they're going to be in the energy of it. The second piece is make sure you know who is on your roster, who is in attendance, whoever you're doing, um, whoever you're with, the organization that you're with or the school. 
make sure you have access to all of the names and numbers so you can call people. Now, I know people hate this, Jason. They hate it because they think, I don't, oh, it's salesy. I don't want to call people and be like, oh, hey, this is Ted. Thanks for coming out. Just wanted to know if you were interested. Well, guess what I'm going to say? No, thanks. The, the, the key of what has to happen and what I work my clients through is an actual process that talks them through it and how and, and they decide why they or their children need this program. And they decide verbally. They give you the answers. So actually the entire process is question driven. How long has Jack been involved in these kinds of things? How long has he been wanting to get involved? Why isn't he involved yet? You see what I'm saying? And it starts to get all of these people on the other end of the phone thinking, well why isn't Jack involved? And what would happen if Jack became a part of this? What would happen to his self-esteem if he became a part of this? That's where we really hit emotional triggers that we forget about. And we go, ah, okay. Do you see me? So having a nice process in place that is question-driven is crucial. So you either want to close them right there in the room, and if you do follow up, it's got to be within two or three days. Otherwise, they're done. Well, they've already forgotten about you. They've already forgotten, yeah. They've moved on. They don't, it's not a big deal anymore, even to the kid. You know, I know my own child will get super excited about something, and then four or five days will go by, and I'll say, well, do you want to do this? No, I'm okay. I mean, they're kids. Right. Some of them have a deep, deep passion for it, and some of them are just kids. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, you brought up the clothes. Now, in it, whether I'm talking to any of my coaching clients or really anybody within the industry, everybody is so resistant to ever clothes. You know, it's, you know, one of my old, one of my old, uh, Marketing coaches used to say, uh, what was it? Um, timid salespeople have skinny children. Um, and, you know, that, that's the thing as far as what, what's, what's been your experience? You know, why do you feel so many people are so resistant to actually trying to close a sale? Yeah, I think it's twofold, Jason. The first piece is that it's conditioned within us to look at sales as icky. And we've likely experienced a scenario where that is such. The second piece actually is quite personal, and it has to do with something within us. So it's triggering or opening an old wound, for example. Um, and it sounds silly, but it really is deep-seated. You know, um, For someone who's got the drive that says, okay, I'm ready to do this. Like when I first le- uh, learned the skill set that I teach, I was ready. I was on fire. And my coach said to me, okay, you spoke in front of this room. You spoke in front of 160 women. Now you've got to call each and every one of them and sell them your product. And I said, that is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. And I was resistant because I had never experienced it. So if it's not in our experience, it's going to be uncomfortable to begin with. Two, if rejection has been part of our experience when we were young, our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a pain that happened to us when we were seven or were eight when we were rejected, or maybe as a teenager when we were rejected by someone we had a crush on, our subconscious just doesn't know that 20 years has gone by. All it knows is it's somehow linking what they're about to do by picking up that phone to that old wound. And believe it or not, that's a huge reason why people resist. It's they don't want to be told no. They don't want to be hurt. They don't want their security compromised. They don't want their self-esteem compromised. They don't want to be unloved. Believe it or not, all of these things come into play. So what happens is a guard immediately goes up. This wall goes up. And that wall, believe it or not, is actually the need to be right. Because if they don't pick up that phone and they don't dial 
and they don't get someone into that program, they will justify the reasons as to why they didn't have to, thus telling their ego that they're right. Does that make sense? Wow. It's like protection. They're protecting themselves, and they'll tell themselves stories like, you know what, the, the, the white family doesn't have any money anyway. Their kids don't need to be part of this program. Gosh, I saw Trudy White last week, and she was just complaining about her credit card bills. And so we create a story, and then our ego says, hey, that's right. You're right. So it really comes down to this. And someone said this, and I don't know who it was, but it's in my head. You either want to be right or you want to be rich. You have to decide. So a lot of the work is letting go of the ego and the fears and the need to be right and instead stepping into a place where you genuinely want to serve people. And if I can just extend on that real quick, what I mean is a lot of people say, oh, God, everyone's throwing around self-serve, self-serve. What does that even mean? If you're afraid to pick up the phone or have a conversation with someone, you're thinking about you. You're more concerned about you and your outcome. You're not remotely concerned about them. You don't care about them and what this program could do for them or their children. Does that make sense? So that's where a lot of work has to happen with people. This isn't about you. Yeah, I get that this is your livelihood and your business and you need to make money. I get it. I'm there. But I also understand that when you learn to release the outcome and you have peace first, then the money comes. Hmm. I love that. It gets deep, I know. <laughs> no, no, I like that. You know, and, and you know, I think what you started to touch on really is the theory of projection. You know, yes. Obviously, it plays a huge role in closing the sale so, and, and figuring out exactly what we're worth. So do me a favor. If you would, talk a little bit about that. I, I think it's important for people to understand, um, number one, what projection is and what the impact that it has. Oh, it would be my pleasure. It's, it's so huge, Jason. Basically, the definition of projection, if I had to simplify it, is if it triggers you, it's about you. And so let's say you're having a conversation with somebody and they say something that ticks you off and you get angry. You're not angry with them. Basically what's happening is something they have said has hit that old wound and you become triggered by it. So how does this come into play in sales? Before you even pick up the phone and you're deciding that they don't need this or they don't have money, you're actually projecting your own fears on that possibility. You don't have money. You don't think that you need this program or that these kids need that program. And people don't realize that this is actually happening. And so, yeah, projection is gigantic. And it could be either projection means it's about you, it's about an experience you've had, or it's about something you've seen somebody else experience. So if you've ever seen someone get severely bullied, but you've never been bullied yourself, and then you end up in a situation where bullying is happening and it triggers you, although it didn't actually happen personally to you, you still had a level of experience that affected you highly. So it comes into play with sales. That rejection that we were just talking about, projection is happening there because something happened to you before that is triggering the situation and causing you to resist. Got it. It's pretty deep, doesn't it? And a lot of people think, well, seriously, I just want to sell a course. I get it. I totally get it. But if you don't if you don't choose to move through your stuff, you're not going to sell. And I'll tell you, the most successful people, and you said this earlier, Jason, the most successful people understand that they have to be willing to step out and do things differently. 
which means they have to take the risks, they have to be willing to feel the pain, and they have to be willing to go through uncomfortable motions. And the most, I mean, it happens with every client I have. What they hate the most is the follow-ups and the calls. And even, and I mean, I don't, I don't believe in scripts, but I think they're great to start with, something loose to start with. Even if we start them with simple basics um, of questions to begin the conversation, resistance will still happen. You have to decide in that moment of resistance if you want to break through. Because while we're talking about all of this, I, I don't know, I'm sure you're familiar with, maybe you're not, the terror barrier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Bob Proctor talks about the terror barrier. Um, lots of different coaches do. My coach does as well. We hit the terror barrier. And for your listeners out there, if you have to visualize what this looks like, your subconscious mind and your conscious mind are kind of in this little battle. You are driven by your subconscious mind. So you are already conditioned to be uncomfortable with rejection. So now someone comes along, Jason comes along and says, oh, I, you know, I've got, I've got this great technique that you can use, and this will close more sales for you, and everyone gets excited about it. And that new excitement is in their conscious mind. It's fresh, they're ready to act. Well, where does that new piece of information have to go into the brain in order to be anchored? It has to go in the subconscious mind. Now it's getting beat up by all your old thoughts and beliefs. So that's what happens before you pick up the phone and you start creating these stories. There's all these old beliefs. Projection comes up. I don't want to be rejected. Or you build a story. They just don't have the money. These poor people, they've got 18 kids. How are they going to do this? And the bottom line is, it is not for you to decide. It is for you to stand in integrity and show up with your gifts and show people what you have. And it's like a light switch when you finally get it. It's a, it's a process that you can start to put into place that's strategic, yes. But really, you have to experience it on a level that it's literally, for me, it was like a light switch. I kept going through the motions, having the conversations, asking the questions, being rejected. And one day, I just had this whole meltdown because I was getting so many no's. And then it hit me. I'm, I'm doing this for me. I'm making this about me. No wonder they're saying no, because they're picking up on that energetically. This needs to be about them. And then everything shifts. I love that. That, that, was, that was fabulous, actually. Thank you. <laughs> that, that really was. I, I want to ask one, one, one final question about this, and then, because um, uh, I think this is going to be really telling for everybody. You know, when I started selling, um, you know, for me, the rejection thing was tough. Do you have, you know, a quick thought on how would you educate somebody on a successful way to handle rejection? Because we all deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, honestly, and it's, it's something that when I put it out there, you really have to decide to implement and make it part of your practice. You've heard this a thousand times. I've heard it a thousand times. I'm going to say it again. There's no possible way to have a yes without experiencing a series of no's. It's like you're driving on a road. You have to experience no, 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 no to get to the yes. Because if we got yeses every time, I mean, we'd all be in business making millions of dollars and you and I would be out of business. Right. You know? So it's also known as, to get a little metaphysical and techie here, it's also known as the law of polarity. If no exists on a plane, on that very same plane in the very same time and space, there also exists a yes. And we don't know that. We're not, we don't understand that to be an actual thing that exists. It's like we know love, 
because we know what hate is. We know joy because we know what pain is. So we live in this polar world. So if you're experiencing no's and you go into something and you sit down and go, okay, 20 people are in this thing. I've got to call 20 people. I know some of these are going to be no's and I accept that. It's going to change the dynamic when you show up in it. My coach always says, I dare you to go out there and get no's. Go for the no's. And it changes the energy of how you approach it. Go for the no's, he says, because when you go for the no's, those are the people that make the most money. Right. So it's really just about recognizing it's part of the package. Well, it's just a math equation, right? You know, X amount of no's equals a yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was, you know, being a math geek, you know, a financial analyst by trade, you know, one of my coaches once hit on that point and said, well, you understand, it's going to take 19 no's to get to the one yes, but the one yes is worth the 19 no's. Yeah. So how fast can you get through the 19 no's? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get excited when you get a no because, okay, well, that one's done. Yeah, right? I mean, it's okay to have a little trepidation and feel like, oh, like I, I still joke. Even when I call someone and I get their voicemail, whew, you know, but I, I pick up the phone and I dial another. And here's a little tip, too. The moment you want to quit, dial three more times. Dial three more times. It will give you so much empowerment because despite the outcome, the fact that you took actions to do it is what you should be celebrating. Bingo. Bingo, bingo. I love it. All right, Jolene, it's time for our resource of the week. So tell me this. How can our listeners find out more about you and about so many of the services that you offer? That would be great, yeah. Um, go directly to my website. It's Jolene at J- JoleneSpeaks.com. And my mom got a little carried away with the, le- the number of E's in my so it's spelled J-O-L like Larry, double E, N like Nancy, E, speaks.com. And from there, you can watch my videos on YouTube. You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. You can look at the products that I have there. You can learn about coaching, whatever it is that you need. It would be my pleasure to guide. Fabulous, fabulous. And as I always love to, uh, to, to close my podcast with, I have one important question for you. So if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or more importantly, help them to live a better life, what would that piece of advice be? Mm. If it's in you and you're passionate about it, do not give up. You know, I, I know that it can be a long road and it can be frustrating and there can be struggle. But the greatest lessons and gifts are within that struggle. When we follow a path that wasn't meant to be ours, we're setting ourselves up for a life that is nothing but pain and, I hate to use the word failure, and frustration. So if the passion is in you, go for it. If you're doing something you're not passionate about, I I know it would be a pain to, to throw everything away if it doesn't fit, but it has to beat within you. It has to be strong within you. So follow those passions. Fabulous advice. Jolene, thank you so much for joining me today. You know, I know how crazy your schedule is, and I appreciate you joining us and sharing some of your time and your wisdom with us. Well, thank you, Jason, very much. Well, folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. Uh, for more information about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of our mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, and work like hell towards it to achieve the success that you truly deserve. Now's the time, folks. Get out there and make it happen. Go get them. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. 
You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.